Are you holding a big red, white, and blue cue? Why do you have that? It's a movement, man. It's the shift. I can feel it coming. Some call it the Great Awakening. You're wearing a shirt that says QWWG1WGA. What does that mean? It means where we go one, we go all. QAnon is the people that believe in what Trump's trying to do to change our country. Oh, yeah, my favorite podcast is the Sick and Wrong Podcast. Because it's a very good It's a funny, 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 funny show. Sick and Wrong Podcast is a wonderful podcast. It's a miraculous podcast. It's like the best podcast in the whole wide, wide, wide world. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, C. Simon. And I am Harrison. Harrison, what's going on over there? You look like you haven't slept in days. Do I? Kinda. Really? I know maybe you haven't showered recently I, or something. I haven't showered today. I swam in the pool yesterday. Oh, okay. All right. It's all right. Well, that that kind of that kind of counts. I feel like that should count. Well, it looks like you've been like maybe it's the upcoming trip to Edinburgh. It's oh, got I'm you all me- flustered. I'm a fucking mess. I'm a fucking. I'm only a couple days away. Yeah, no, I know, I, I, I know, I know. I any time before I travel, I'm just a total mess. It you get matter. all Rain Man. Yeah, I do. Yeah, you're all like just like, sitting there, like because uh, uh, everything you know, always goes wrong. Definitely a good driver, running around. Yeah, everything always goes wrong. It's like oh fart. I call an Uber and it's like a pedicab, <laughs> you know. And I'm like, oh my god, and I can't. And then it's like I get to the airport and then it's like I don't have my passport and then everything is fucking, you know. These things happen to me. It's it's it never works out well. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm trying to think of how I'm going to ensure that you bring the merch that we're gonna have for the show. Cause I, I you know, people we gotta we're, we're gonna have like t-shirts and stuff like that for sale. <sighs> we actually have the new Quado tees that we're gonna be shipping to all the Patreon mm. people, but also we'll have some available for the uh, at the live show. But we're trying to figure out like how, how do you carry this on a plane? I don't even know. Yeah. So I think what's going to end up happening here is I'll probably end up just taking all the shirts myself or yeah. something. But there, there's a fuckload of them. And that's going to take, that's probably, I don't know, probably going to need like at least another suitcase for that. Yeah. God, I hate traveling. I do too. I anyway. Really, I really, really, What do you really do with do. your cat? Uh, luckily, I found a friend of mine to watch him, so I got to take him over to my friend's house. You take your cat over to the, yeah. but the cat must love that. Oh, she hates it. But the thing is, it's like, I, I can't, like, what are you doing? Well, we have our neighbor. Yeah. Who just, he'll just come over and take care of the cat. Okay. So yeah, it's not that big of a deal for us. I, I like to have somebody stay with the fucking cat, you know? Yeah, well, that's, that's the thing. If, if we didn't have our neighbor who lives next door to come yeah. over and take care of the cat, we probably would actually pay someone just to stay with the cat. Yeah. The thing is, it's like nobody wants to do that, which is weird. Well, I would be nervous staying in your apartment. What are you going to find in there? I, I mean, I would clean it up before oh, anybody okay. stayed in there. <laughs> but like, no, it's and nobody wants. And it's like, hey, this is the a ground pool. with the it's fat August. Chick. There's a pool. <laughs> you want to fucking, st- you know? They, I know people with AC. They don't. People don't want to stay outside of their own homes. It's weird. 
And it's just very, and the only person I know that would want to do it, I don't trust to be in the house because he'll have like weird meth people over and probably end up getting me evicted somehow. Yeah, it's probably gonna be some kind of orgy. So it's like, fuck. And then what are you gonna do? Yeah, and then, and then the cat is gonna have to be like tainted with watching it, and yeah, yeah, and it's not gonna be, it's not gonna go well. <sighs> it's it's all so stressful. Well, I'm glad you're, I'm glad you're like pulling it together, um, and still able to 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 do some research for the show. Yeah. Recording like back-to-back episodes here. Um, so this week we're actually tackling something that is fairly topical. Mm. It, it's kind of weird because it's been around for a while. I've been reading in, about it for a while now. I've probably been reading it, about it since like, I don't know, October last year. Mm-hmm. And then uh, now all of a sudden it's just mainstream media is having a field day with it. We're talking about QAnon. The whole QAnon conspiracy thing that's going on right now that... I guess started to become more prominent in the news cycle because there were Trump supporters at the rallies that he's been doing recently, the whole Russia Manafort trial distraction rallies he's been doing. And in the background of of Trump on the podium, you see people holding like big Q signs or wearing Q shirts and everyone's like, what's this Q? And then the media starts like, you know, throwing out their definitions of it and theories about what Q means and now they're saying it's all this uh, this this conspiracy theory but it's it's vague it's complicated somewhat nonsensical I would say yeah and has many branches um, but just to kind of sum it up they say it's based it's all started last year in 4chan on a uh, message board called Breadcrumbs. Right. Breadcrumbs. Uh, Breadcrumbs, the author here, was, uh, claimed he was a member of the federal government with Q clearance. Right. Q clearance. Uh, that's a security authorization at the Department of Energy that would grant someone top secret access to national security info. Okay. Is that real? That's, that is a real term, Q okay. clearance. Okay, okay. And so this guy... I thought it was just like secret top... Top secret and something else. No, it's if you have Q clearance, yeah. you have that's a Department of Energy authorization. I see. Okay. And so this guy did, or at least claimed to have that. Right. And uh yeah, and all of a sudden and then uh, you know, Q is a security clearance, anon is for anonymous because no one knows who the guy is. Hmm. So Q anon, there you go. And then shortly thereafter, the book of Q was being circulated, uh, I guess via like Reddit and 4chan. I'm not even quite clear what the book of Q is. It's basically just a 4chan data dump. I've of read it. Of theories? Of theories of, of, well, to them they're not theories, but <laughs> of uh, every everything they believe that's going to go on in the Great Awakening and the storm. You know, the storm. Yeah, the sto- yeah. So isn't the crux kind of Donald Trump secretly fighting a global cabal of pedos yeah because that thing has something to do with pedophiles yeah that thing when he said like this is the calm before the storm it's like he's been secretly gathering evidence and you know uh, a military you know a branch of the military to help him bring down all of the pedophiles that you know run the government and the deep state like you know hillary clinton and for some reason tom hanks and all these other random people you that know. are that that are part of this whole pedophile ring, yes. Barack Obama and all that. Yeah. I, the one thing I don't get: why are they so like in, in hysterics over pedophiles? Like it's it reminds me of the Satanic Panic thing. But right right wing nutters, yeah, fe- freak 
the fuck out about pedophiles. Yes. Why pedophiles? Were they molested as kids? Like, why would do they uh, just probably, worry that they're coming for our children? Like, yeah, why I the whole pedophile think, hysteria? I mean, I think this is the 80s. The, the media has always tried to, especially like the nightly news, has always tried to sensationalize that, you know, pedophiles as a threat. Uh, so now people, these people almost certainly have kids. So it's a concern to them. I guess. And, and also I mean, just YouTube. It's like, you know, it's like the, it's like the nine 11 videos. It's like it, the fucking these, Pentagon videos. Hey, you watch a video on YouTube and you're like, Oh my God, it's real. Cause it's very convincing. But the easiest way to get these, these, uh, conspiracy right wingers, have uh, started on like, uh, on a, on a, you know, in a wormhole here is to start throwing out a theory about pedophiles and a pedophile ring or Pizzagate or John Podesta, you know, somebody, you know, is operating a pedophile ring. And then the next thing you know, they're all freaking out about it. Well, the weird thing is, is that most political conspiracies are like, you know, even even some of the ones that are like heinous and impeachable or whatever, they're pretty fucking boring. Like even Watergate, it's kind, it's of, boring, kind of boring, yeah. you know, this is like exciting. It's like, oh my god, pedophiles ruled, and we're and we're gonna get into this like, like it's it's even great, like it's whoa. Yeah, I mean, this is just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. So part of the thing here with Q is they think every president before Trump, was a criminal who's part of an evil global organization of Satanist pedophiles. Yeah. Satanic pedophiles here. Do you want? Did you watch The Strain? I never watched that. That that was the miniseries. Isn't that based on Stephen King? No. uh, Or no, wait. Guillermo del Toro. Oh, okay, the that vampires. was one of the vampires, yeah. right? Did you watch Blade Three? I did see do you, Blade. Do you 3. remember the one where it's like now we have now we're gonna just like factory farm humans to drink their blood? Yeah, that was. This is kind of a lot like that. But wait, what, what are they it saying? Are it's like just, that. You mean Q? Yeah, Q, a lot of the a lot of the theories in Q because Q isn't just one thing. The media saying it, there's a lot of different parts of it, but pedivores is 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 a big part of it. Well, so they claim Trump's not invest is not under investigation by Robert Mueller, mm. but that Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama are, and Trump is actually working with Mueller to break up the pedophile ring. Mm. It's all part of it. And I they, heard and, that Robert Mueller is actually Herman Munster. <laughs> I, I, you know, I wouldn't, I, yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. That's what I heard. So. You know, uh, I guess Q regularly drops clues that the followers call crumbs. Yeah. You know, and so in the last few months. It's really, it's really taken off, and the QAnon people have become more bold, and that's why you're seeing their, their signs and their their uh, swag and their shirts and all that at these rallies. And most recently, and this is what we're about to get into, you know, it's it's become, you know, there, there's actually like violence involved, right. and then then the police are involved, and you have uh, and you have uh, groups like Veterans on Patrol. Who uh, organized under the Operation Backyard Brawl right. group here? So, what exactly is going on with this? Okay, um, so yeah, I, I I decided that we should get into Backyard Brawl because this is such a big spanning thing, and now the mainstream media is like talking about it in general. Um, well, it's and, it's kind of like come off of the internet and now into real life. Yes, yeah. The theories. And well, if you remember a couple of mo- a couple of months ago or something like that, uh, the DOJ was supposed to release some report that would detail all the the pedophilia and the deep state shit. It's always going it, to be the pedophiles. And it didn't. Uh, and they were like, Trump released the second DOJ report, and 
some guy got so upset that he took all his guns and assault rifles and drove to the Hoover Dam oh, yeah. and then just like shut it down because he's like, you got to release the things. But, but that was after Backyard Brawl, though, right? Um, it was around the same that time. Was actually, I think it was a little before it. Oh. Because Backyard Brawl also had a lot of people coming to Tucson, to the desert in Tucson, to help look for pedophile camps in the well, desert. That's the thing. They came yeah. across a homeless camp in Tucson. It was this uh, Arizona veterans charity called Veterans on Patrol. Right. And some, some, for some reason, this homeless camp was deemed a child sex camp. Yes. What constitutes a child sex camp? Um, well, if you look, I have a picture of it now. And basically what it looks like is this is part of the desert where there are trees, which is kind of rare. Okay. And there's a bunch of like, you know, Robinson family Caruso or whatever the fuck they were called. Um, the Swiss family Robinson. Swiss family Robinson. <laughs> Caruso. Oh, yeah, or is it like the Italian the Swiss version? Swiss Family Robinson, David Caruso. <laughs> okay. Uh, and, it, you know, they built like little lean-tos and fucking like almost looks like a kid's fort. But it's actually just like, you know, they hang tarps from the trees so they could have shade from the goddamn sun. It's Tucson, right? But to me, it would be like, okay, yeah. a bunch of, you know, homeless people camping out. Yeah. We yeah. see that all the time here in L.A. We do see that all the time here in L.A. Um, but they, they, what they thought was that, um, where's that other picture? I mean, if I yeah. saw diapers with some blood stains on them, then I would be like, okay, something weird's happening here. Well, no, they found a bunch of garbage because it was like a lot of garbage. Okay. They found like, I don't know, child's underwear. They found supposedly a bloody knife. Um, and then they claimed that when the police came, the police are like, yeah, you're trespassing. And then they, the police got rid of the evidence. But it was, I don't know if you've ever been to like a weird dumpy area where homeless people hang out. Yeah, you're, like you're going to find a bunch of row. You're going to find a bunch of nonsense. Well, they sleep in garbage. A, a shopping cart full of like really weird, disturbing things. If you took them out of context, well, it's it's shit that yeah. they picked up off the ground. Yeah, you know, I'm sure yeah. a lot of them have bloody knives. Yeah, because people yeah. Will, they'll pick up like big bags of clothes. And, you know, garbage bags people thrown out. And they'll go through them to find clothes. So there's, like, children's clothes in there, obviously. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, if there was, like, an Elmo doll with a strap-on dildo on it or yeah. something, yeah. then I would be concerned. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, something awry is happening here. And veterans on patrol uh, found this stuff. And they're like, oh, my God, this is crazy. And they believe that the straps hanging from the trees uh, were actually, like, to, to bind the children so it was like it was like a child sex camp. Is Just what they overactive believe. imaginations. I mean, these these guys wanna believe in these vampire Satanist pedophiles. Yeah. So they're creating this this narrative. Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they found all the and the Tucson police were like, guys, this is just the homeless camp. They all look like this. They all hang fucking tarps from trees. You guys got to get out of here. You're trespassing. I mean, I don't see any tangible evidence to make me think it's like a child sex camp. No, the only thing is like, they're like, oh my God, there's a child's Ronald McDonald you know, Happy Meal toy here. And there's like a, a children's underwear here. And here's like just... Coincidence? I think not. Pedophiles. And, uh, and the Tucson police were like, no, there's nothing here. You guys got to get out of here. And they're like, the Tucson police are in on it. <laughs> 
you know, the FBI is in on it. So then there's like, they, they started putting out these videos of like, you got to come out here. So you got to, ch- let me, let me play this. Let me play just like these little I mean- clips of here. Right? So here's a couple of short clips. And I've got one veteran and he has one long rifle. All right. And we are going to occupy the top of this tower and we are going to watch down there where we recovered the bloody knife and the women's clothes and all that shit that was buried. We, we had to stop digging, guys. But we're going to stand up here and they ain't going to be able to get up here. All right. It's going to take them a while. They're going to have to go through phases. Yeah. So basically they took over a fucking uh, a tower, you know, and they and they were like, police, try to, you know, get us. We have guns. Try to get us off this property. You know, they have they have a picture up right now. It says they have signed that says like hunting coyotes open season. Um, and they just like hold themselves up in a fucking tower. Near the child's sex yeah, camp. Yeah, near the child's sex camp. Just to observe camp. it? And it's on private property. Yeah, because they believe that there was another camp, camp supposedly, and they believe that the police would bulldoze that and get rid of all the evidence. So here's a little second clip here from the same guy. Start scanning the deserts. We're going to hold this ground. You go find other camps that tie into what's happening here. And you have our word. We'll stand up here and we won't let no one take us down. We'll keep watching that sex camp down there. We will watch. We've got this whole area. We will watch. Get your ass down along the corridor and start searching for other camps. Yeah, so motherfuckers like actually like drove from states away to, to help. Uh, so, so they got like a bunch of vigilante pedo hunters. Yes, are coming out here. Yeah, and there's a lot of. I mean, obviously, you've heard a lot of the weirder stuff about Q, like JFK Jr. faked his own death to yeah, run it, yeah. that kind of thing. But there's some weird things connected with this, like um, you know, they believe that like Jean Benet Ramsey, uh, all these people connected with her case, like her psychologist, psychiatrist, or Your a bunch of other people, were killed recently. Really? Like her old psychiatrist. Yeah, that's what they're saying. Oh, okay, um, they, they, that didn't really happen. I think maybe somebody was. So I'm telling you that, that the line between reality yeah. and fiction is becoming blurred. Yeah, it is. Um, but here's the, the the most interesting thing. They uh, this land, I guess, was a, a you know they had a, hundreds of acres. This company called Cmex, which is a big ass fucking company. Cmex. They, they make Cmex. They make cement. Which they own the land where the homeless slash sex camp is located. Um, yeah, well, it's more so that they own, they have a big factory and they own acres and acres and acres of desert land around this factory. And some homeless people just happen to be just camping. Happen, yeah, happen there. to be camping okay. there. And, um, and quick question. Were, did the pedo hunters find any homeless sex traffickers living on the site? No. So they didn't find anything. They, they just found some buried clothing, maybe a kid's shoe, bloody knife, and just a bunch of random objects that they assume is all part of a child's sex camp. Yeah, and they're like, okay. we found boxes full of kids' toys and condoms. We may have seen graves. Uh, the cartel is involved. CMEX construction is involved because apparently CMEX, like the guy who runs, it's owned partially by the Bronfmans and the Rothschilds. Who are connected to the Clintons, who give money to the Clintons and stuff of like course, that, and the Illuminati and whatever. Yeah, yeah. So um, they're very, and of course, um, I don't know. George Soros owns forty-one million dollars worth of CMEX. You got to throw stock. that guy in there. Yeah, he's always involved. And the weirdest thing about this is, I saw some posts on um, 4chan and 8chan, which I'm now a regular reader of, guys. 
I'm not is, surprised that you're a regular reader which of both is of those. The Nazi 4chan. If, as 8chan. If 4chan isn't the Nazi 4chan. Like, 8chan makes 4chan looks like the fucking anti, Anti-Defamation League. Wasn't 8 some kind of Nazi symbol? Yeah, 88 is, is the Nazi 88, symbol. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what they've, they've realized is that there's a patent, and this is real, there's a patent that CMEX um, put in with the government to do a new kind of cement that has blood in it. Blood in the in, cement. Blood in the cement. Just as a coagulant? Uh, a, yes, as a okay. coagulant. And suppose if you read, it's, you just look it up. It's on Google, you know. Human blood or children's blood? It, that, that's, what they, that's what they're <laughs> thinking. That's what they're thinking. It doesn't specify what kind of blood. Apparently when you have cement and there's like air bubbles inside the cement when it's forming, that can seriously affect, you know, structural integrity over years and years and years. Apparently blood like gets rid of that. And that was a secret that the ancient Romans had and that the ancient Romans used when they built all their shit. You know, they is, probably killed children, had sex with them, and then drained their blood. Oh, I do not doubt that at all. But, they, you know, they, like, that's why their buildings are fucking still around. They, I mean, they had cement technique, techniques that we haven't even figured out yet. Like, they could actually pour, like, if they need to make a dock and pour, like, a, you know, a, a stone pillar underwater... Uh, a concrete pillar underwater. They had a way for like to put the, put it underwater and then have it harden underwater. Like an aqueduct, right? That the, yeah, the, 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 yeah. Uh, like in the ocean, like yeah. have cement. We still can't do that. Um, it's bizarre. So anyway, blood apparently it it was used as a thing in ancient Rome, and now they're trying to do it again. Um, or at least they had a patent for it. I don't know if they ever well, I mean, actually did it. It actually makes sense, though. I mean, why yeah. why would you like all the animals that we slaughter to eat? Drain their blood and use it for building, you know, structures. Why not? There's also that weird idea that that um, Freemason Masonic idea that when you are an architect and you create a new building, there has to be a sacrifice. Somebody has to die. You know, <laughs> whose idea is that? Um, it was like the the guy who um, what was his name Hawksmore, the guy who built all of the weird. Uh, this is just a theory, but the guy who built all those weird spires in London, all the weird churches that look very, have like very phallic pagan obelisks at the top of their church, like the Spitalfields one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, near with Jack the Ripper's bullshit. Yeah, that's a. There's an idea. So someone was sacrificed to make that building. There's happen. a. There's this idea about architecture in the past that that was a thing. Hmm. It's like a, like a blessing. Or I've something. never heard any of these people bring that up. I'm just bringing that up because I'm a weirdo. So, so wait. They, so now the Q faction yeah. here, they think that C Max is is harvesting C-Max. the blood. C Max is harvesting yeah. the blood from the children that are being raped at the sex camp. Yeah. So yeah. is it like a like a manufacturing like, line here? Like the the homeless people get the kids from Hillary Clinton. They do all the raping. Then they murder them. Then they drain the blood. Sell it over to C Max, and then they make the the bricks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that makes perfect because, sense. All right, now I totally get it. And it's it, retarded. Well, I mean, you gotta understand, <laughs> like, you gotta understand. There, there's this. Uh, <laughs> have you heard of Frazzle Drip? No, is that? Uh, and, th- and this is, you know, obviously, I only wanted to get into op- this. So this is so is that much. One of the Fraggles. Shit to this. Yes, he is. Yes. Okay. He was the one that um, 
uh, I don't know, dynamited the, tunnels for them and end up killing like a third of the fraggle race. The gay one. Yeah. The, the maniacal gay, gay one. Yep. The yes, maniacal gay one. Uh, uh, there's so much stuff to this. You know, I wanted to stick to Operation Backyard Brawl, but there's a video, I supposedly on the dark web that's got, been going around called Frazzle. They're calling it Frazzle Drip. It's about pedivore and other things like that. And it was supposedly a video housed in Anthony Weiner's laptop in a file folder called Life Insurance that shows violence by Huma Abedin and Hillary Rodden Clinton against an underage girl. They cut off her skin, they wear it, they sexually violate her. Wait, there's a video yes. of the two of them? Yep. Have you seen this video? No, it's on the dark web. It's probably it's very hard to find. Wow, I, I guarantee one of our listeners can find that. I don't. I don't. I don't think. It, I don't think. Are, are they video. wearing masks? I like I, I. I don't think there's a video, D. No, I don't think. I think yeah. this video is about as real as uh, Trump's piss. Actually, Trump's piss tape might be more real than this video. Yeah. Although I'd like to see both. So if you can find them, send the Sickerum Podcast Hotmail.com. I think somebody just has a really degraded VHS copy of Hellraiser Two or something. That's what this sounds like. Yeah. Well. You yeah. Know, like it's. A- I mean, to me, it sounds like a snuff film or yeah. something that someone filmed their base. That female Cenobite kind of yeah. looks like Huma Abedin. <laughs> like, I guess maybe that, you know, I could see it. So I don't get it. They're, they're wearing a skin coat of the kid. Yep. How does it fit them? Like, um, don't you think it would be kind of tight? It would be kind of tight. I mean, I guess, it, you, but, could, you, know, I guess you could stretch it. I mean, skin's kind of stretchy. Baby tea. And, oh, know? okay. All right. All right. But I mean, it's like, look, <laughs> you know, obviously I'm not a fan of Trump. I'm definitely not a fan of Hillary Clinton either. No. Um, like. Giant douche versus turd sandwich. Yeah. I know? mean, she's, she's a, you know, she's a, she's a terrible person. Um, honestly, I'd probably rather have her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's awful. As I'm I think assuming, she is. I'm assuming she'd be a better president right. than what we currently have. Right. However, but my both po- of them are pretty terrible. Yeah. I don't think either one are raping children and wearing their skin as coats. My point is, she's, <laughs> she's terrible enough without becoming some kind of fucking Cenobite. You know what I mean? Well, she's, 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 she's a bad enough terrible person to, you know? But what, what amazes me is the fact that, yeah. that, that people are able to convince people to believe that she's a lizard person, that she's part of this cabal of pedophiles and all this. It's, it's amazing that, that these myths can circulate like that, and people are actually like, yeah, I, you know, I, I subscribe to that theory. Yeah. I mean, it's insane. Yeah. It, it's utterly insane. Regardless of how, how deep your hatred is of this woman, uh, really? You think she's like a lizard lady that's raping kids and wearing their skin? Yeah. No, it's, like, it's preposterous. She, yeah. She's just a, a, a creature of, of, at this point, a pure, uh, you know, greed, ambition, and narcissism. Like and most really, politicians. Yeah, and, and really the only difference between her and, and Trump is, well, not, not, uh, not well, policy-wise, but... Orange complexion. Orange complexion, <laughs> and that Trump has kind of a Tony Clifton quality that allows him to actually motivate people, you know? Yeah, well, and they seem to buy into his bullshit more than Hillary's. Yeah, he yeah. can work. He can work a crowd. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know, showman. She, yeah, it's great. Like a PC Barnum type. Yeah, I mean, she, whereas Hillary just didn't have that charisma. Yeah, not, 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 not unlike her husband. I mean, that guy had it. Oh, but, I mean, he definitely had. But it. Hillary's just yeah. so lame. Yeah, you know, and I mean, and, and look at her. God, everything about her sucks. Yeah. Um, she can't you, even work her st- work her, her staff. You know. Although Huma, I always found Huma to be kind of attractive. I did too. Did you ever see that Wiener documentary? 
some wiener documentary. Yeah. Is that what you call porn films now? Yeah, that's what I call them. <laughs> no, um, I never actually saw seen, it. Oh, it's, you got to see it. It's the greatest thing in the world. That guy is just a weirdo. That he guy, is. If, if someone said that guy's yeah. wearing children's skin, his coats or yeah. gloves or whatever, I'd be like, yeah, I could see that. He's a weird dude. The best thing about that documentary is because it was when it, it was before the second or third scandal or whatever. And he was like running for mayor. And you could tell even by that point, Huma had decided to stay with him and she just fucking hates his guts. Like you could just tell through the conversations they have. She's like, motherfucker. And then it's like when the final thing shit hits the fan at the end of the documentary, she's just like, fuck you. I'm you know? Peace out. I'm out yeah. of here. Yeah. Like I've never seen or heard that much just, just dripping hatred coming from a woman and you could totally understand it. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, no, no, I, I, yeah, I can, I can completely empathize with her on that. So, getting back to Operation Backyard Brawl, right. this became a hashtag on Twitter. Became it trended. I'm trying to think of what ended up happening. What was the result? Like, I saw that they convinced the local authorities, not even convinced, forced the local authorities to investigate. They even brought a cadaver dog. Yeah. Found nothing. Yeah, nothing. So then after that, were they just like, okay, we give up. I guess we were wrong about this. At one point, even Alex Jones uh, disavowed it and was like, this is just to make us look stupid. Stop with this. All right. Which, which is interesting. Yeah. Because that kind of brings me to my next point about this whole Q thing. Um, there's now a conspiracy about, it's become meta. There's a conspiracy about right. the conspiracies where people think the whole QAnon thing is just a giant prank. Right. It's a giant prank on far-right uh, conservatives. And that is that is really interesting because if you've ever, and I've been doing a lot of research and I go on some of these forums and I talk to people, they are fucking suspicious of anyone. Yeah. They, and, you and, know, because they think everyone's trying to troll them and everyone's trying to make them look stupid. And um, I don't know how they got, you know, this cue. If, if that's true, this cue got so much pull with them. Well, I mean, they obviously have a suggestive mindset if you can, like, play into their narrative. Yeah. I mean, they, they want to believe that Hillary's evil. They want to believe that there's, they're paranoid. They want to believe that there's a deep state conspiracy. I mean, these people are already suggestive. So if you can play into that narrative, I, I don't think it'd be that difficult to commit. I mean, look at Roseanne Barr. Yeah. I mean, a lot of QAnon, this is what's weird about it. So QAnon supporters, for the most part, are a bit older than most of your far-right internet trolls. I mean, most of those far-right internet trolls, like the guys you saw, you know, at the, uh, the rallies, the white supremacist rallies holding the torches. I mean, those guys are probably, what, 30s? Yeah. You know, 40s? A lot of these QAnon people, if you see the pictures of them, and I think I sent you a couple Q pictures. Mm. Did, did you get any yeah, of those? Yeah, I threw them on. Oh, you threw them? Yep. They're older people. Yep. I mean, a lot of people are attending these rallies, like people in their 60s. So it's like, you know, they're, they're kind of, they're quite a bit older than a lot of the typical internet trolls that would be unfortunate not to mention you look at someone like Roseanne Barr she's very she's a vocal supporter um she posts on Twitter that WWG1WGA have you seen that yeah it's shorthand we go one we go all where we go one we go all which I'm not even sure what that means it's I guess it's like some kind of like let's make the three musketeers logo you know, motto, but make it stupid. Just make it stupider. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, it's like you got these these older far-right people that are totally believing, totally buying into this. And a lot of the younger far-right internet personalities are, are somewhat divided on it. A lot of people think it's just like, 
I don't know. It just it seems like uh, what's his name, Jack uh, Posobiec. I don't know if you've seen that guy, but he's been debunking all the Q stuff sure. and saying that's ridiculous and it's making us look bad. Mm. And so now a lot of people are starting to believe that it was meant to be a prank on older conservatives mm. done by like far left people on 4chan. You know, whenever I hear where we go one, where we go all, I think about the Three Musketeers and then I erroneously associate that with the Brian Adams song from Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Is that the I'd one by? I die for you. That's, I die for you. Is it Brian on. Adams? Brian that, Adams. Brian Adams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that. You know it's true. <laughs> Everything, Everything I do, I, I do it for do. you. I do it for Q. <laughs> you know, that yeah. actually should be a good theme song. Yeah. For Q. Mm-hmm. So what people are saying now that it looks more and more likely that Q is actually a prank by anarchists to make the far right look really deranged. And they're pointing to this Italian leftist collective called Wu Ming Foundation who published a book that's really similar to the tenets of QAnon. Hmm. This book came out in 99. There are three guys that published it. A lot of Italian names here. But they wrote under the name Luther Blissett and they published an Italian novel called Q. The Wu Ming Foundation? I guess that's, wasn't it the, name that's of the name of their collective. Isn't it the name of the girl from The Crow? Wu Ming? The Asian girl from The Crow. God, I don't even remember. Okay. <laughs> God, that movie is forgettable. Yeah. I heard they're yeah. remaking that one. I rewatched it recently, so, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, the one man, thing... Man, you know, he, it's a shame he died, but man, that guy could not act. Goddamn. <laughs> Quick tangent. When I was uh, in high school, that movie came out, and I worked at a movie theater, and like every Friday night, yeah. all the hot, like all the hot goth chicks from around the area, anyone who was goth would come there at midnight to watch that, that movie. Oh, sure. And I loved it because at yeah. the end, after they left... I'd just go in there and uh, just pick up joints off the ground and half drink beers. It was like part of my uh, whole social life. Yeah. Um, so anyway, this book came out called Q, published under a pseudonym called Luther Bosset, which was a name regularly adopted in the 90s by anarchists and troublemakers in Italy. It basically is like a Guy Fox mm. type of anonymous mask. And anarchists in Italy are the kind who have those um, black round bombs with the string that comes up the, the string top. yeah <laughs> like a there? rocky and bullwinkle kind of yeah, thing yeah <laughs> i think that's what those the italian anarchists are yeah. so this group is still around hmm. and they all share the name luther Bosset, but they now operate under the name wu ming or no name okay. and so the plot of their novel q that came out in 99 very similar to the basics of the QAnon conspiracy theory you know they um you know they they they, they believe the same thing it's uh uh Basically, their cue is a handbook for activists who want to disrupt society. So you look at it now, and you're wondering, like, well, what's the what's the point? Mm. Did did some so it makes sense to me that there's a bunch of anarchists on 4chan. They're just like, let's just make up this thing. Cue. Mm. I mean, there's this book that are there, you know, that that already is talking about the dark meanders of top state power, just like our book be pretty easy to uh, posit these theories. You know, uh, one of the other things, too, um, they say that uh, Luther Blissett used to be described as an entity of 10 people of high security clearance. The other weird thing is, uh, one of the popular theories of QAnon is that JFK Jr. faked his own death in 99, same year Q was first published. Dun, 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 dun. And QAnon followers refer to this book as old Q, and okay. this is new Q. Huh. 
So who knows? How similar is the book? Is there pedophilia and fucking... Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. just a bunch of theories of how to disrupt society. Okay. And that there's like a deep state that's going on, yeah. you know, trying to control people. You know, I got to say... You should, you should check out the book. I mean, yeah. I haven't seen it, but... I got to say, yeah, because like, I, I'm not, you know, obviously I don't like the administration... I love this world we live in now. I, I got to say. <laughs> well, you're all about I, conspiracy I really theories am. and things like this. You know, I and mean, it's it's every day there's something new. And who's to say what's true, man? You know what I mean? I don't know. Who's to say? What's a fact? What does well, it mean? So what's weird about it, they're talking about this. Uh, this book came out a few months before the 99 protests against the WTO in Seattle. Uh-huh. And it became sort of a night table book for a generation of activists. Okay. Um, it was successful across Europe. And in most English-speaking world, except for the U.S., where it got bad reviews and sold poorly. Okay. Yeah, and only circulated in activist circles. So the three authors that wrote it here are convinced that QAnon started as a prank. However, they warn that that doesn't make it less dangerous. Right. Even though it's a big joke. I mean, you're, you're seeing things like Operation Backyard Brawl, where you have guys with guns ready to kill homeless people who are camping because they think they're like sex you know, we're operating a sex camp. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, it's like uh, they're calling cops to bring out cadaver dogs. So they, they do say something kind of interesting here. Um, they say, let's take for granted for a while that QAnon started as a prank in order to trigger right-wing weirdos and have a laugh at them, make them yeah. look deranged. There's no doubt now it's become something very different. At a certain level, it still seems like a prank, but who's pulling it on whom? Hmm. That's why I ask you, Harrison. Who's pranking whom? At this point. That's a great question. You I know, don't know. It's like one of those movies about con men and you know what I mean? Well, it's at, at this point, we don't even know, even know who the joke. I mean, I mean it, it makes sense to me that there's some, you know, anarchist types on 4chan. They're like, this would be really funny. Right. Let's just make this up and let's let's just, you know, throw this out there and see if it, it picks up. But now at this point where you have people really believing it, uh-huh. you know, and uh, and and creating all these insane theories and actually like blocking the Hoover Dam. Yeah. I don't know, man. (laughs) I don't know if it's funny anymore. (laughs) I find it funny, but Uh, yeah, I I haven't been personally affected by it. I'd like to see where it goes. Yeah. I'm very interested to see what happens here. Uh huh. This is episode 647 here. Sick and wrong. We have new stories coming up next phone calls a little bit later, but first here's a word about our Patreon page. Do you need more sick and wrong in your life? Do you need one more news story to make you feel normal? Are three phone calls barely enough to feed the raging beast of desire? Well, then it's time for you to get the help you need and become a sick and wrong patron. Sign up at patreon.com slash sickandwrong and you'll have access to exclusive Patreon-only content such as news stories, extra phone calls, and much, much more. Become a patron today and help us make a better Sick and Wrong for tomorrow. That's patreon.com slash sickandwrong. First story we have here uh, has to do with a guy who put his own bodily fluids in a co-worker's water bottle. Oh my. I think you can imagine which bodily fluid was put into his female co-worker's mug. Hmm. You know, women, you don't ever hear women doing this type of, uh, of nefarious activity. No, although apparently that's like, if you do that, it's like some kind of witchcraft or some shit. If a woman does it? 
Or yeah. I mean, if anyone yeah, does well, it. Yeah, if a woman puts period blood in, you know. But that, that's what I'm like saying. A, like, it's you know, hoodoo or some shit. We have semen. I guess we have right. urine too. But do women have so many other kinds of secretions right. yeah. that they could do. They could squeeze a tampon in your sandwich or whatever. I mean, there's a lot of different things. Women just never do this. Right. It's always men that resort to this type of revenge. Yeah. And I, I'm not quite sure what compels you to do it. It's like when you're all out of options, it's like, well, I always got the semen. I can always weaponize my semen against her or him. Well, there's a certain, you know, there's like the idea of it being a prank. And there's the idea of them getting turned on by it. Because it's like she's drinking my seed. <laughs> yes. Put some thought into this. Um, I, I have, I have an, a remarkable empath ability. You know, <laughs> I could put my mind in other mindsets. I can this, understand this. This is one of my biggest fears. Yeah. Not necessarily semen, just any bodily fluid into something that I like imbibe or ingest. Well, what if no, nobody ever told you about it? I out guess then it, I mean yeah out of right? sight out of mind but yeah. if if it happened like two weeks later and I found like this guy at work hated me and mm. had been putting shit into like my coffee or something mm. I don't know how that would psychologically affect me Pretty going bad. forward yeah I, I don't know what I would do I really don't so I'm sure this I thing, mean I do I do what I do with everything else I'd uh, I'd bottle it up deep inside with everything else and then after I'm dead my fucking family will go through the bottle you know? See, with me, I don't think I could bottle it up. I think yeah. I would have to retaliate. I would have to get retribution. I would be compelled to get retribution. Maybe not in kind, but in some way, I would have to get revenge. Yeah. And I think I'd be consumed by it. Right. And I don't know what I would do. I you know? Hey, we've all been consumed by revenge. Yeah. The Count of Monte Cristo. <laughs> so the suspect here, 62-year-old man, repeatedly clashed with his female uh, boss. Uh, after uh, clashing with her, the Florida man, not a big surprise yeah. there, uh, twice placed semen into the water mug used by the victim who consumed some of the tainted liquid. She, yeah, and that, you know, she w- must have not looked in the water. Well, because you put semen floating in water, it's all like you would know. I mean, looks you'd like see a lava it. lamp. It looks yeah. like a really shitty lava Probably lamp. If someone hocked a loogie in it or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Robert Tyson, 62 years old, was charged last week with two counts of misdemeanor battery in connection with his alleged vile activities in the offices of a Tallahassee Dermatology Center. So they're co-workers here. What's this guy's name? Uh, Robert Tyson. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. uh, Tyson has pled not guilty to the charges. However, he's still fired from his job. He looks like good a, to hear. He looks like a sunny to me. Like that guy? Sunny, yeah. I kind of think he looks like, a, like Hulk Hogan not on steroids. Oh, yeah, okay. You know, I can probably see not as big, but he kind of yeah. has that look to him. Yep. But, you know, it's good. After I read this, even though he has pled not guilty, he's on trial, I'm just glad that they fired his ass. Mm. Because, uh, you know, if I heard that they're like, well, we're sending him for sensitivity training, it's like, no, mm. you got to have a zero tolerance towards semen and drinks. Yep. You know, if a guy's placing semen in his drink and it's caught on camera, you know 100% they did it, sensitivity training is not going to do anything. Yes. At that point. Yes. Um, the 37-year-old victim here told police that while she was consuming water from her mug last month, she became aware of a distinct taste and smell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, upon inspecting the inside of the mug, she observed a white-colored mucus substance floating atop the water. Mm-hmm. Barf. That's disgusting. 
And that the worst thing to be is that like if you already drank some and then you're like, yeah, something smells weird. <laughs> and then you look at it. Ugh. Uh, the victim believed that semen had been placed into the water mug while it was unattended on her desk. The July 2nd discovery reminded the woman of an incident a week earlier when she detected a strange taste in her water and subsequently spotted a white-colored substance atop the liquid. That's my worst nightmare. Yeah. You know, that's one thing about work, too. I remember at my, not my current job, my job before in San Francisco, I usually, I get a water bottle. I buy a water bottle. And I'll have that same water bottle, and I'll fill it up, Mm. you know, in the kitchen, out of the, uh, you know, the, the water they have at the sink or whatever. Usually it's like, you know, they have water... Like mineral water or whatever they do. They, sure. it's, not, it's not tap water. And so I'll fill it up and I just kind of have that at my desk. But anyway, I remember going to the bathroom and I won't bring the water bottle in the, my, my water bottle in the bathroom because there's like flying fecal matter. You don't want your water bottle in the bathroom. So I'd leave it on the, uh, on the water fountain right outside of the restroom. Yeah. And I usually did. I left it over there, did my, did, you know, did my business in the bathroom, walked out, grabbed my water bottle, left. One day I was in there doing my business. I walk out, water bottle gone. Mm. And I know I know my water bottle because I just wrote it like a D on it. Yeah. You know, for D. And so I was like, well, what the fuck? Maybe someone threw it away or something. I mean, I guess, even though it's full, you know, whatever. A couple hours later, I noticed this guy named, I don't want to say his last name. His first name is Rob. He was a VP of marketing. Yeah. He had my water bottle. Oh. And he was drinking my water yeah. out of my water bottle. This fucking water bottle that I've had for like, I don't know, three months. And so then I was like faced with this, you know, the conundrum. Do I get my water bottle back? That's, uh, <laughs> I think I know that. That's Rob Tuberculosis, right? <laughs> that guy who's drinking your water. Hepatitis yeah. Rob. Yeah. yeah, that guy. You know, I, I don't know. I was just like, mm. dude. And I remember telling my coworkers, like, just go get it back. I'm like, first of all, the guy's a dick. Yeah. And second of all, I was just like, I don't want it now. Yeah, what I would do is just get it back and throw it out. What, just, it was take it off his desk? No, be like, hey, that's my water bottle. What are you doing? But the guy had been drinking from it. I don't even want to engage because then he's going to be disgusted that he's drinking my water bottle. Oh, okay. Is he above you or something? Yeah, he's a VP of marketing. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So the craziest thing about it, I remember just like after, after that incident, I was just like, I'm not going to say anything. I want to see how long this guy has my water bottle marked with a D. He had it on his desk for months. Hmm. It's disgusting. Yeah. I never put semen in it, but I thought about it. No. Um, a review of security camera footage revealed that Tyson had snuck into the woman's office on July 2nd and poured the contents of what appeared to be a specimen container into the water mug. So this wasn't like a spur of the moment thing. I mean, he, he, this is premeditated. Yeah. He purposely wanked into a little container, carried that thing around and waiting for the opportune moment for it to leave and then be like, okay, time to go in there. Yeah. And full on mission impossible, that shit. And just, he was never going to tell her about it. <laughs> I mean, I guess not, but maybe, maybe that's, there's some sexual satisfaction there because there he's like. It probably, maybe it arouses him to know that his enemy, his adversary, is drinking his seed. Yeah. Or at the least gives him pleasure. Maybe not sexual pleasure, but... But like a pro- domination. Yeah, definitely. Probably a little bit of that. Well, she's obviously an authority figure. I mean, she's above him. Oh, yeah. And so this is probably the only way he can get back. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. 
Uh, the victim told police that she suspected Tyson targeted her because he thought she lacked the capability to be an effective office manager. And he had written many letters to her and her superiors indicating he was not satisfied with her particular management style. What was his business, by the way? Dermatologist. Well, okay. he's just an office worker, but they're okay. at a dermatology office. Okay. So he's not, he's not a doctor. He's a disgruntled employee come sex offender. Yeah. No pun intended. Because, I mean, he looks like he, he runs like a fucking shit kicker saloon in Tallahassee. Or like a body shop or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking it's at him, it's just like weird. But you know what it is? The guy's like 62. Yeah. And in Florida, I'm sure they like... You know, there probably is like a vocational center that places older people like this who've been out of work for a while. It's like, we need an admin assistant. I see. So let's just put that old guy to work. All right. Yeah. So anyway, uh, in a July, he, he eventually was canned after they reviewed the surveillance videos. They found out that it was him and they fired him. And in a July 4th email to the company's HR manager, Tyson provided a letter of admission of guilt and a plea to end this matter quickly. I don't know if I'd have gone that route. Hmm. I think I would have denied it to the bitter end. And I probably would have come up with some, you know, ridiculous uh, explanation. Well, there's a video camera, surveillance footage of him pouring something into her drink. Oh, then... Well, I would have probably been like, no, I wasn't pouring anything into her drink. I thought that was my water bottle, but it turns out it wasn't. Okay. Yeah. Someone took my water bottle, and right. I need my water bottle yeah, back. Yeah, I was pouring my emer. I thought it was mine. I poured my emergency in there or whatever. Yeah, the fuck, you know. I, was, I like to drink my own cum. Right. All right. And so I thought it was my water bottle yeah. pouring right. semen into my water bottle so I could drink it. You know, circle of life. Um, but anyway, he prov- he fully you know pled guilty, and he uh, he pled to end this matter quickly. He claimed that he was repulsed at the thought of my action. He's repulsed and thought of my action. And he wrote that I put a couple of drops of semen in her water. Yes. Semen. Why semen? Why semen? Hmm. He keep, he uh, like repeat himself. Hmm. Why put anything at all in there? I do not know. All caps. Wow. I just do not know. <laughs> he, he knows. <laughs> it's rather dramatic. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, I, yeah, I don't know what you can do. I don't know how you can explain that. I mean, he's caught on video. I, I just blame the Russians. Why do you blame the Russians? Uh, why not? Okay. The Russians yeah. did everything. Yeah. <laughs> they made me do it. Um, he went on to blame his actions on exhaustion due to his work schedule. And he added that uh, his confession was only in regards to the July 2nd incident. Because he, had no, no, uh, he didn't know about the new one. So he's caught twice, but he didn't know about the other one. Hmm. So anyway. Um, weaponized semen. It's always the last line of attack. Okay. It works. It's effective. Jesus Christ. It's disgusting, but effective. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I would do. Like, if I found out about that, I would have to get revenge. Hmm. I would probably save up my semen for, like, a year and then just break into his house and just dump it all over his face while he's sleeping. Yeah. I, or, like, if somebody really pisses you off, you, you break into their backyard and then you go in their hot tub and then you milk your prostate to completion <laughs> in the hot tub. <laughs> that's uh, that's just gonna, a little... going to bathe in it. You know, yeah. hey, <laughs> it's, it's outside the box, you know? Not everybody's doing that. So, all right. That's a good idea. So what do you have here for the second story? 
woman rescued after being held in hold by village shaman for 15 years. Well, 15 years, yeah. huh? That's my little B-52. Held in a hole. Rendition. It's like Buffalo Bill. Buffalo Bill was held. Oh, the guy. Okay. Yeah, from Science of Lambs. He put the. Uh, the For some reason, I, th- I thought the original Buffalo Bill. Oh, no, not, not yeah. that Bill. Yeah. <laughs> he was held. Wasn't that Wild Bill? He was. There's, no, there's two different guys. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. He was held in a hole by the, by the Comanche Indians for, for three years. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, in a, I, I, like, I get a lot of cases with shamans. This is the thing that happens. Would you, but you have experience with shamans. I do. You know a couple shamans. Yep. In a bizarre case involving alleged witchcraft, a local shaman, and a family dispute, police rescued a 28-year-old woman who had been held captive in a hole for 15 years in central Sulawesi in Sunday. This is in Indonesia. Indonesia, huh? Yeah. So I imagine like shamans are kind of accepted there like that's a normal thing yeah like so instead of going to like a ready med it's like ah, i'll go to the shaman and get cured of my flu right yeah 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 wow well, <laughs> all right superstitious culture yeah i mean because it's like this is just weird opening for an article it's like involving alleged witchcraft a local shaman a super mario brothers happy meal toy <laughs> a family dispute and a local optometrist you know, it's like anything. It's a bunch of random things. Yeah. Uh, the woman, identified only as HS, was found in a crevice between several large rocks near Galampang Village. Um, I'm going to pull up a, a picture. So she was just in, like, uh, just on the mountain with the shaman. Does this guy live on Witch Mountain or something? Uh, yes, he lives on Witch Mountain. What was that movie, Witch Mountain? It was a Disney movie. Return, was yeah, it called Return, Return to Witch Mountain. What, what happened in that movie? I don't know. They had to go back to Witch Mountain for some... I don't know. I, don't, yeah. I never saw that. <laughs> it's a witch on a mountain. They got to go back to her. That would be funny if they didn't have to go back to <laughs> Witch Mountain in the Return of Witch Mountain. Yeah. <laughs> you would think it's like, yeah. I'm going to avoid that mountain right. because, um, because you know it what? just it sounds witchy. We should really return... Nah, nah. <laughs> Just go to there's, Six Flags. There's a bunch it. of other mountains we can yeah. go to. Yeah. So, um, uh, found in a crevice. Ba, 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 ba. Yeah. And uh, very large rocks. Uh, they received a report that uh, she was being hidden by an 83 year old village shaman named Jago. Okay. She's 15 years old. Yeah. She's in a rock or in a, like a little rock hole. And there's an 83-year-old shaman named Jag. How come she just push him over and walk away? Because um, she's down in the hole, man. She can't get out of the hole? Like that old Alice in Chains song. You yeah, know? I guess, yeah. That's um, true. Well, if you look at the picture, which I have up right now for our, our video folks, um, it actually looks like fucking... That, I didn't see that movie because I don't see anything with that idiot, but that James Franco movie where he's like stuck between rocks and oh, he has to cut his own to cut arm, his off. arm off. That's yeah. what it looks like. It looks kind of like that. Like that. Oh, okay. All right. So apparently this lady didn't want to cut her fucking arm, chew her own arm off or whatever. Um, the victim's family had long lost hope that she would be found and had given up. But after detaining and interrogating Jago, 
Police discovered that HS was being held in the hole, the entrance to which measured around 1 by 1.5 meters. Well, didn't they go look on which mountain where the shaman lived? Or the family just was like, ah, she can come back. We'll have another one. Well, the, there's a twist. Okay, all right, all right. Get to that, yeah. So, um, we found the victim in a gap between rocks, police chief Iqbal al Kudzi said. I can't believe you've been trying to pronounce these names. I know. <laughs> it's like right. all consonants. Yeah. Uh, Iqbal said uh, police were invest- still investigating further, but that based on preliminary findings, they suspected that Jago was holding HS to fulfill his sexual needs. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Um, Iqbal said Jago himself had said he kept HS as a sacrifice to conjure a djinn. A gin. A gin. It's like a genie, right? It's a genie. Huh. Yeah. So wait, he was using her to conjure up this gin? Um, yeah, she was a sacrifice to, oh. conjure, the, right. to, to conjure the gin. Um, HS told police uh, she had missed her period several times, and Jago had given her a, posh, a potion to abort the fetus. Wow, this guy can make like uh he, he can do abortions as well. Yeah. He Is he like the Planned Parenthood of Indonesia? Yeah, he's very skilled. Oh god, what can't this guy do? He can conjure up genies, abort fetuses. Um the, Hell of a witch doctor. One time I was like kinda high and I was in the McDonald's um drive through window and they had something that was like bacon Dijon something. And I honestly for two minutes I thought it said the bacon gin. The bacon gin? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh no. The bacon genie? Yeah, is yeah. It, he's after you. Yeah, he's like, fucking Muslims really don't like him. You know, um, it's, it kind of amazes me that, uh, you know, in this, I guess in like the Western world, we were yeah. just shoving coat hangers up there. Yeah. Where it's like, this guy's making like a potion that can abort the fetus. Oh yeah, yeah. God, why, why did we try that? Yeah, like, you know... <laughs> It's like, no, let's just shove a coat hanger up your, you know, up inside there. Yeah. Oh, oh, you have restless leg syndrome. Let me summon a fire demon (laughs) to take care of that. That seems appropriate. Uh, The article, the the, the article that he's accused of, the child protection law, um, forbids people from threatening, forcing, or deceiving children to participate in fornication. Okay, so he was threatening her with the with the genie. That's what they think so. Yeah. Uh, he car- carries a maximum sentence of 15 years imprisonment. According to Iqbal, Jago was well known in the village for his traditional healing methods and was also... Well, and his abortion potion. I his, imagine that must his, have been pretty popular. Yep. His, <laughs> his abortion uh, potion and his... Um, and his 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 annual stint playing um, Ebenezer Scrooge in the yeah. community th- theater version of A Christmas Carol. He's known for a lot of stuff, you know. He always got that part. Uh-huh. Um, was also consulted by residents who are experiencing marital, romantic, or business problems. God, what did he did he make Viagra too? And, and if you've ever like, if you look up Indonesian demons, they're all like really fucking. Horrific. Oh, really? Just yeah. like horrifying in appearance, or yeah. just, or are they just evil creatures? They just look like like one of them. I looked up. It was like it's just like a giant version of that crazy old lady in the bathtub in The Shining. It's like Baba Yagar. You ever? Yeah, see it's her? like Baba Yaga. Yeah, yeah but she's got crazy long breasts. They're all 
they're all like go in different angles and they're and she's like yeah Bleh. and she uh, I don't know eats children or something I guess I'd have sex with an old man if there was one of those conjured up above my bed I mean if yeah and if look if you're having marital troubles yeah that thing shows up it'll fucking <laughs> it's like okay I'm gonna have sex with my wife now it'll fix everything so uh, when he treated people Jago would act as if he was being possessed so many people believed him so wait, he would be possessed by the evil spirit that's tormenting his patients, or is he like he would just become the genie? I don't know enough about the um, the pantheon of deities in Indonesia. In Indonesia, wow. Okay, yeah. so he could be possessed by a god, a fucking you know spirit, a loa, a, who knows, a demigod. Well, it sounds like he could do anything, and they'll yeah. believe it. Yeah. Uh, village resident. Sugeng says Jago was reported to have tricked HS, who was only 13 at the time, by promising to marry her to a djinn that he was friends with. <laughs> wow, talk about gullible. Yeah. He's like, I'm friends with this genie. This guy's pretty cool. Give you a few wishes. Yeah. But uh, you gotta have sex with me. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, okay. Yeah. Wow. So, well, she tried myth- mythologicalfriendfinder.com and... <laughs> That just didn't work out for it. So. so wait, wait. So did her parents know about all this? Because I guess if you marry a genie, it's pretty cool. Like, yeah, I, like I dream a genie, you know? Oh yeah. Did, but although if she was such a fucking great genie, why did Darren have to go to his shitty workaday, you know, job all the time? Wait a second. Was Darren in that one too, or is Darren bewitched? Oh, I get. I always get them mixed up. But the guy looked a lot like Darren. It's basically the same story. It's the same thing. Yeah. yeah. I, except, I had, except Bewitched had Uncle Arthur and, and Paul Lynn. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Paul Lynn yeah, yeah, was yeah. in Bewitched. Yeah. You know, I always had a huge crush on that genie, whoever oh, that yeah. played that. I you thought know she what? was so hot when I was a kid. You know, my friend Jared went to some dinner party. She was there. Oh. Yeah, I mean, she's, you know, Yeah, she's what she not, look like now? Mm. She had, like, breasts just coming out of everywhere, like, snarling around. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I wasn't there. I wasn't there. But, you know, it's older, so... What yeah, was, but that's what the thing. Her, what was her name? It was um, uh, oof. I forget. But you know, yeah. like she's one of those ones. Barbara where, Eden. Barbara Eden. Name. Barbara Eden. She's one of those ones. Like uh, Barbara Eden, and who is it that played uh, Batgirl? Oh, um, um, God, why don't I know? Is it Eartha Kitt? No, no, Eartha, no, she, Eartha Kitt did not play Batgirl. She played Catwoman. It was, it was like Stephanie. I forget something, but yeah, they're like they're older ladies. Yeah, but I, th- I still would want to have sex with them just because I had such a huge crush on them when I was younger. Right. You know, even Yvonne though Yvonne Craig, Yvonne Craig, that's yeah, her, yeah, that's Yvonne it. Craig. Yep. So yeah, there you go, Barbara and Yvonne Craig. Yeah. Um. Ba, 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 ba. Jago also reportedly told HS that the djinn was guarding the hole where she was hidden to stop her from leaving. Wow. So the, the, you know, if it was up to like staying 15 years in this hole and yeah. I could get out of it, because the hole doesn't look that deep, yeah. I'd take my chances with the genie. I wonder, because I don't know if a djinn is a thing that they believe in. I mean, Indonesians, I guess you get some holdovers from Muslim and Middle Eastern well, culture there. Yeah, I mean, uh, Islam is like the primary yeah. religion there. Islam is, although Islam, they don't like to talk about jinns. You know, that's kind of but, an old uh, I mean, I think some thing. cultures do believe in it. Yeah. 
But it's like, oh, I wonder if it's just like she saw Aladdin a bunch of times. You know, like, <laughs> you know, every got a friend like me, and he's like, you know, Robin Williams is like, oh, hey, what? I got a thing for you. Oh, I, sp-, you know, turning into different things. Every time you say Jago, I keep thinking of Gilbert Godfrey. Jago. <laughs> Did yeah. he play the? He played the parrot. The parrot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, if Gilbert Gottfried was guarding the hole, yeah, I'd probably stay down there. Totally. It's kind of a scary guy. Mm-hmm. Um, shaman, 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 shaman. He just wants to test out some new material. It's like, now nah, I'm going to stay down here, Gilbert. Right. Uh, the victim seems to have been brainwashed, making her afraid to run away and afraid to meet other people because she was being watched by a djinn. By, the, by Gilbert Gottfried. By Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> what are you doing down here? You can't leave the rock hole. I can't do that voice. Um, he added that after HS's initial disappearance in 2003, Jago told her parents that she had seen her leave for Jakarta to find work. So okay, he convinced so, her that she left town. And so his, her yeah. parents were just kind of like, all right, you know, that's fine. Yeah. The witch doctor who has this, who lives on this creepy mountain. Yeah. You know, and he who, would give the parents like food and money. Like, look, she made you some money. Here you go. Uh, she so he kind of carried yeah. on the ruse. Uh huh. Yeah, smart guy. In another twist of the tale, the victim's sister allegedly knew about her or- ordeal. Her sister is married to Jago's son. So the girl in the hole, sister, is married, married to son. the shaman's son. So she kept quiet until she argued with her husband and threatened to report Jago's kidnapping of her little sister. For 15 years, she didn't say anything. Yep. God. A neighbor heard her statement and reported it to the police. One of the worst sisters ever. Yeah, that's awful. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. Uh, What kind of sibling relationship is that? Since the perpetrator was well-respected in the village, there is a possibility that there are other victims that have not yet come forward because they are afraid. So, yeah, he probably used that abortion potion a lot, and they're gonna have quite her, frequently. They're gonna have bring her to a hospital and have her treated for uh, you know psychological reproductive health. Who knows what kind of changes fifteen years have brought her? Yeah, she's lived in a hole for yeah. fifteen years. God damn, tormented by a, an evil gin. Yeah, God, that's terrible. I, I, that's actually a lyric from a Gravedigger song. Gravedigger's song. Tortured by an evil gin? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I wonder what they're going to do to that guy. Like, 500 do they, do they, years a blood, sweat, and tears. This guy's like uh, obviously a respected <laughs> member of the village. Do they actually have a trial? Like is there Yeah, I mean, like he's, there, there are more charges being filed. Right now, it's just like child endangerment, but there's a bunch of other shit that's that's. Coming. But I wonder if like they're a superstitious culture, they think he's gonna get like an army of jinns to come after them, or are uh, they gonna just see through all the bullshit? Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I'm sorry. It's um um, uh, overwhelmed by the wicked inspirations of an evil jinn. That's actually the lyric. <laughs> There you go. Grave diggers. Uh-huh. People, send your story to stickeronpodcasthotmail.com. We have phone calls coming up next. 323-522-4032 is that number. But first, here's a quick word from Adam and Eve. Hey, sick and wrong listeners. This is Trucker Paul. I got to tell you about this wonderful porno place where you can buy jack-off machines, dildos, inflatable 
wives. I've bought them all. When I go home, I like to diddle my wife with a, a little dildo. When I'm on the road, I got my second wife, my blow-up doll, and my jack-off sleeve. Go to adamandeve.com. Type in the word diddle. D-I-D-D-L-E. And you'll get 50% off all your masturbation machines. How do y'all flick my balls? I put a spell on you. So we have a few phone calls to get to. 323-522-4032 is that number. Uh, the first call we have, actually, this is interesting. We have two calls with like a point counterpoint, two conflicting views over the same issue. Wow. Yes, over the same issue. Some regular um, fucking CNN over here we got going on. So let's play the first one. This is the point. This is Adam from the UK. Okay. Hi, Dave Harrison. This is uh, Adam from the UK. Um, I'm calling on behalf of the other listeners as well because I feel as a collective, uh, we need to stage an intervention. Harrison, you need to get a fucking job or a girlfriend or get back on the drugs or something because I feel your internet usage has gone completely out of control and it's now feeding into the podcast it's an epidemic few episodes i feel like i'm listening to fucking info wars or something uh it started out with the suicide episode which oh come on that's kind of that's yeah that's that's in our wheelhouse that's in our wheelhouse in your track record is not that uncommon a subject on the podcast but then it started to get a bit weird with the whole visit to the Dolce base or Dolce base, whatever the fuck it's called. Um, and from then on, the episode where you're talking about alternative realities and timelines. Mandela effect. Oh, but that was a long time ago. Yeah. He's talking about recent episodes. We did Mandela effect like a couple months ago. That's what he's talking about. Well, I think he's also talking about like Elsa Gate and... No. Yeah, some of the other stuff. He's talking about fucking Mandela effect. Oh, is he? All right, maybe. It's pretty strange. And then, of course, the whole Elsa Gate thing. (laughs) A double episode on who runs the internet and the fucking theories behind it. It's just all getting really strange. Um, (laughs) I think you were probably more sane when you were on the heroin. I don't know if you're still off it. Maybe you need to consider That's going debatable. back on that. Is it debatable? I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, I wonder. Were uh, you more sane on the heroin? I was definitely more irritable and, oddly enough, more anxious. I think more difficult to work with when you're like really in the throes of heroin. Probably, yeah. yeah. Well, because, I mean, your timeline is off. Yeah, yeah. You know? My timeline? Just like uh, your sense of time, I okay. guess is what I meant. Yeah. Like your sense of time. It's like I would call you up and uh, be like, yeah, you're supposed to come over here at two to do the show. And then you would like call me back like four hours later and be like, oh my God, holy shit, I didn't even know. I, you know, I passed out and I woke up. And oh, you yeah, just, yeah. No, you that, wouldn't even know. Like it was like you thought yeah. it was two. Yeah. It's like, no, actually it's 6.30 and now I'm pissed off. Yeah. Um, or maybe something else. Maybe To, to, to be fair, that happened... Once, maybe twice. Okay. Yeah, maybe a couple times, but yeah. I can understand when you're yeah. like on a, 
you know, doing a lot of drugs right. regularly, it's like your sense of time uh, yeah. is off. You need a girlfriend, maybe you just need a job, but you definitely need to stay off the internet. And D, uh, you need to stop enabling him. You're even worse for indulging the <laughs> fucking strangeness that Harrison is finding on the internet. Um, so yeah, sort it out. Keep it sick, keep it wrong. Have a good time in Edinburgh. Um, Banshee's Labyrinth is a pretty sick venue. I've been there a couple of times myself. Uh, yeah, have a good Looking one. Looking forward to that. Bye. Well, thanks for the constructive criticism yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, it's fair. <laughs> you know, you know uh, to be honest, there's a couple other people I've noticed on Facebook have also been commenting, like, enough of the conspiracy. Mm. Like, I think maybe it's too much to process. You know, maybe it's just too much. Like, you, uh, I like guess it's, it's, it's so mind expanding mm. that you feel threatened by it. I mean, you know, we're trying to make it funny. And <laughs> I mean, to be honest, it is kind of like we've kind of decided to slightly go in a new direction. It's not that new, to be honest. No, we, I mean, no, we we've did, always we, talked about weird bullshit. That's oh, yeah, been the no, shit. Yeah, that's it's been the thing. Um, you know, I, I, we need to increase. We're trying to increase the listener base. All right, without losing the current listener base, is what we're trying which, to do. Which it has happened. Yeah. Actually, our uh, download statistics yeah. for July are actually yeah. up quite a bit because of some of these new topics. Yeah. But with me, it's like I'm always kind of looking for new areas with the show. And yeah. I mean, you know, sure, we're going to do our crime stories. Sure, we're going to do phone calls and things like that. But with the intro, I actually, you know, appreciate you coming you know, doing all this research, finding all these topics, and it's new things to talk about. Sure, yeah, we do get into the pedophile conspiracies a lot recently. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're going we're gonna to space that one out. However, I do find it kind of interesting. Like, Elsa Gate is some, some weird shit, and there's a lot of weird shit on the internet, and we're, you know, in the internet in general, but just in, in the world in general. Yes. And so I think it's, the instead of like InfoWars, who's espousing this bullshit, we're exposing and trying to make sense of it in a sense, you know, in a way. Yeah. And you know, somebody actually on YouTube just commented, it's called sick and wrong, not cool and calm bell end. Cool and calm. Cool and calm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Soft and warm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I remember yeah. we did that. So, um, but you know, I, I can understand it. It's like after a while, it's just like, Oh God, another pedophile conspiracy. Right. Again. Sure. So I, I get it. But however, you can see how that's kind of related because a lot of these conspiracies are fueled by this paranoia yeah. of people stealing your children. And we're, we're kind of drawing connections to a lot of this stuff. Yeah, and we're trying to, I don't know, we're trying to do a little, something a little different to because there's so much, all these crazy shit things that people are talking about on 4chan and Reddit, three months later are like on CNN. Oh, yeah. And yeah. it's like people believe in them. And it's like, this is the new reality. So get the fuck used to it, man. Get the fuck used to it. Well, the, the other thing, too, it's also like in this podcast world, you know, I mean, Sick and Wrong could have been, and we probably should have been, a true crime pro podcast like from the get-go. And I, I right. we probably would be much more successful. But, you know, I think it's kind of boring when it's like this one-dimensional thing. And there's so many podcasts out there now. It's like, okay, we're going to read a description of Jeffrey Dahmer. And now we're going to do four episodes on Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. And everybody has a big fucking boner about that. Like, that's the thing. It's like, I, you know, sure, we'll talk about a serial killer here and there, here and there, you know, every now and then. But I kind of want to do something different. And yeah. I think that's kind of what we're trying to go for. Um, though I do understand 
it can get weird. It can and get weird. Elsagate is weird. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. We're trying to make it as entertaining as possible. If we're not doing it, let us know. You know, put it this way, people. We're podcasting without a safety net here. Okay, we are. We are. <laughs> when you're free flying with sick and wrong, who knows where you are? The reason up. I started doing this because I was <laughs> I was tired of D being like looking at all these other podcasts that are making like fucking like thirty grand a month on Patreon, being these motherfuckers. They're doing they're I'm up all night. That's and what, and what I look all night at the internet, and I'm like, all right, all right. You know what? Let me try this. You know, because he's like, I'll shut it down. I'll shut the whole thing down. I swear to God. Ah, you know, and I'm just so jealous. So, you know, I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to I'm trying to dance around here. However, you know? I do find this stuff pretty interesting. We've got a lot of positive feedback, such yeah. as this next caller, also named Adam, mm-hmm. but he's from Tokyo. OK. OK. Kids. Dueling Adams. Yeah. Hey, yo, sick and wrong. It's Adam from Tokyo. It's been a long time since I called you guys. I only call you when I'm absolutely fucking hammered. And uh, tonight is no exception. I love the new episode. Don't be afraid to have a theme, brothers. The See? Finder's theme yeah. is really interesting. It's good. Uh, okay, but... So th- there, you, there you go. There yeah. are some people that are actually really enjoying it. Yeah. And because, I mean, it's some weird shit that you probably have never heard of, nor have ever even thought about. Yeah, and the and the big problem with this podcast was that whenever people were like, "Oh, what's your podcast about?" I had no fucking idea what to say. Well, it's mean, so compl. It's like, well, we sometimes do crime when we talk about our personal lives, and there's news stories, and it's like, it, I always say crime news, weird yeah. news, occult news, stuff like that. Yeah. Which that's that's the thing. We are still. We've always been a kind. I mean, it's not that big of a of a deviation from the norm. We always talked about weird shit, but now we're expanding to find new weird shit that I guarantee will be talked about in the mainstream media like six months right. from now. You know? And you could trust me because I don't have an agenda. Yeah. And I'm not trying to sell you like, you know, doomsday fucking bulk up weight powder or whatever <laughs> the fuck they do on InfoWars. Well, yeah, you know? well, that, that's the thing. Like yeah. InfoWars is talking about this shit so he can sell money for his ads. That guy right. doesn't believe any of his bullshit. Yeah. But he just, but he espouses all these conspiracy theories. He perpetuates the conspiracy theories. What we're trying to do is analyze them. Yeah. Figure out what they mean and why they yeah. exist. I don't give a shit about anything and I like weird stuff. So that's all my only agenda. I was, I'm calling because of the uh, incredibly offensive term that uh, D said, where he said, uh, was it Greek shower? No, um, Cuban shower to wash what some British people called the pits and bits. When did I say that? You did say that a, an episode or two ago. I'm sorry, I meant Puerto Rican shower. I'd yeah, I thought I always thought it was a Mexican shower. <laughs> Mexican shower? I thought it was a Puerto Rican shower. No, I thought it was a Mexican shower. A Cuban I've always shower. heard it as a Mexican shower. Okay, maybe, yeah. all right. So what I found is that every country has their own racist term for this thing. They'll say <laughs> okay. Turkish okay. shower or, or Italian shower or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. But the idea is the pits and bits. You wash your dick and your balls and your armpits. That's like when you stay overnight at the office, and then the next yeah, day yeah. you're like, "All right, I gotta get to yeah, I noticed this at a at a not not my current job as much. You still kind of see it, but my old job, we had a lot of guys from India mm-hmm. over there, and you'd walk by and you just smell Axe body spray mm-hmm. because I think that's what you do. You spray your pits and bits. Hmm. That's what they used to do in medieval times. You would spray it's with perfume. Axe body spray. Yes, oh. Axe body spray. <laughs> Arthur, do you have any axe? Yeah. 
Axe body spray. Yeah, that that'll be uh, two episodes from now. We're gonna do uh, time traveling bros, <laughs> real or myth? That brought Axe body spray back to the Arthurian uh, days. Only with like maybe a fucking hooker towel, like a uh, a uh, wipe, you know, a fucking wipe. So what I want to say is, what about the other people around the world who call into sick and wrong? All these Brits and all these European people. What do you call it? I'm sure everyone has their own super fucking racist, problematic as fuck name for it. Uh, I don't you know, I bet you the Brits call it a Scottish shower. Mm. And the Scots call it a, like a, I don't know, a limey shower or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, what, do, what do Scottish people like call the English people? They, cunts. <laughs> the Irish people probably yeah. like oh yeah when actually when I went out with a bunch of Scottish people some of them were not fans of the podcast or something but they I guess they'd heard of it and so f- for those people I was just referred to as that podcast cunt oh, you know so. actually I've been called worse yeah I don't mind it it's alright you know, you know, so I'm fine with it in uh, Australia and like certain areas of the UK to be called cunt is kind of a term of endearment right so, we're from Tokyo. I'm out. Peace. <clears throat> All right. Okay. Kids. Well, thank you there, Adam from Tokyo. Yeah. So, there you go. Two conflicting views from two Adams. Will the Adams ever agree? Who knows? <laughs> Maybe we'll find out. Tune in next week. Adams versus <laughs> Chads. <laughs> But there you go. Thank you, Adam from Tokyo. Always yeah. good to hear from you. And yeah, I guess if you have uh, your own racist term for. Not taking a full shower and just spraying your pits and bits. What do yeah. you call it? Is that what you usually do or do you usually take a full shower? Sometimes I just jump in the pool. Just jump in the pool yeah. and just the chlorine kills the germs. Uh-huh. That makes sense, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, you don't need to shower every day. No, I don't usually. Especially if I, you don't have a job to go to every day. The only time I'd shower every day is if I like, to work out or something or from outside dude it's like fucking that's the thing it's like 98 degrees you know it's a, I think right now in LA outside it's like 96 degrees it's burned all the sanity out yeah. of mine you know yeah. and people might notice that the the sound from the call section is a little bit different yeah. from what we just did because yeah. we had the air conditioning on which normally we shut off we never do we're such pros normally but it's been so, like, air conditioning has just been on constantly for the last, like, three months. I've just had it on, like, you know, because in this room in particular, it gets like a sauna. Like, if we didn't have it on, I'd have been melting. Death. You know, I'd been melting. I would have, we'd have been yeah. covered in sweat. And so I just didn't even think about it. I was going to shut it off. I just didn't even think about it. Yeah. I'm going to try to, like, equalize it. You can, you can usually do stuff to minimize it. But you're going to hear a difference in sound from... Yeah. You know, the calls and the intro. So used now. to hearing the fucking thing, I don't even notice it anymore. Because normally we turn it off, and then by the time I walk out of here, I look like the fucking Nazi that looked, looked, at, looked at the Ark of the Covenant, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's like there. I'm just oh, melting, oh, just yeah, covered yeah, in sweat. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's been rough. Yeah. Anyway, last call we have here is a guy who has a story about uh, some mushrooms. I saw Mushroom Head. I told, what's it? fucking can song about mushroom head or something oh, mush- no it's called mushroom I think oh, okay okay yeah. hey what's up sick and wrong I'm calling back because I was on the fucking expressway earlier and fucking dodging traffic while trying to follow you do you say that do you use that term expressway no 
Because I use that. I use that. And people are always like, what is that? Is that because you're from the Midwest? I don't know. Like, yeah. where, where do people use that? Because what do you say? Freeway, highway? Um, yeah, highway. Freeway. I, don't, I don't know where expressway is yeah. from, but my dad used to say it. So I'm always like, oh, yeah, I was on the expressway. Hmm. And it's like people make fun of me here for saying that. I'm interested to know where this guy's from. Also, he was just like, I was on the expressway dodging trap. He made it sound like he was fucking Frogger or something. <laughs> right? so. uh, but anyway, so I was calling in reference to the, the story. So I jumped on an alligator, but it turns out its mouth was open, so then I died. And yeah, then this turtle just fell in the water. Yeah. and then uh, <laughs> Last week about the guy who was injecting scrotums or whatever the fuck and, and shit on his girlfriend's face and murdered her or whatever. Uh, he was injecting a drug called like Skeletica or like oh oh uh, that guy he was not it's there was a scrotums involved Skeletium and yeah. then he like Sk- murdered her and then he shit into mm. her face yeah and then put like uh, did he put like potato chips around her or something something like that something yeah. like that yeah yo I heard Donnell took Skeletia <laughs> to the prom and shit on her face <laughs> damn yeah and I had kind of a, a similar story uh, about a time that I did mushrooms. Um, basically, I did these mushrooms. They're called uh, pan cyanesis. They're like super fucking potent little mushrooms. Uh, like normally when you get mushrooms from some dude, you're getting lots of these chubinzies, which are, you know, just your average fucking mushroom. He's just saying like a bunch of words I've never heard before. Yeah, I was about to say, you're kind of a drug aficionado. Yeah. I've heard of psilocybin. Yeah. But he's like saying strains of mushrooms. Yeah, he's like, oh, I got panja marindo. And then, but these guys, they usually do pazzabanatucenje. And I got the Arthur yeah. Fonzarelli's. I yeah, don't know yeah. if you've tried that. You know, I remember uh, they don't sell mushrooms now in Amsterdam. Like, yeah. uh, I think they stopped because people started killing themselves by jumping in the canals. But when I first they, they went... They don't sell them anymore? No, they've been... I thought they still do the truffles or something. No, the mushrooms have been banned for... Fucking gay. Quite a few years. Huh. Um, I think it's because the tourists took them and like drowned in the canal. But uh, when I was first there in like 2000, I remember going there and they had like, do you want the purple mushrooms? Do you want the blue mushrooms? Do you want these yellow ones? And it was just like... I just, I was just used to eating mushrooms that grew on cow shit in a field in Michigan. Yeah. So I remember being quite overwhelmed when I saw that. And yeah, the blue mushrooms we did, um, very potent. So I don't Have know what they were. Have you ever done mushrooms you just found, like in a field? Yeah. And so oh. that's how we used to do it. Oh, okay. I've never done that. Have you done that? Like you'd go and you'd pick it and it'd be in cow shit and you'd wash it off and just eat it. Hmm. Maybe I should look in England when I'm there. Yeah, I, I would go with someone who's done it before. I've okay. never done it by myself. I went yeah. with people who have done it before. Yeah, I don't want to end up eating like yeah. that. Mm, okay. These were like super fucking mushrooms. Like I did a gram. I think we did a gram each, me and my girlfriend. And we both just straight up fucking pissed ourselves and then like fucking melted into the center of the universe and uh, proceeded to have a conversation in uh, Glossolalia. Glossolalia for uh, you know a good I don't know hour or so you know. Uh, Glossolalia is that another kind of mushroom? I think it was a language. This guy's making this up. I don't believe any of this. He's a QAnon guy. There's a lot of weird shit in here, you know. Yeah. That I don't fully Glossolalia. That's what he's saying. Is, is some kind of a? It's a language. 
Is that what they speak in like fucking Westeros or something? Like Culliver's what? Travels? Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Glossolalia. Well, my internet's not working, so it's fine. Um, all right, well, let's hear the rest. Time fucking gets distorted or whatever. But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was fucking weird. Um, it was fucking weird. It's a mind melding going on there for sure. But, uh, anyway, so towards the end of the trip, like, she came down before I did, and I'm, like, still in this fucking mushroom haze thinking, like, you know, like, what the fuck is going on? I'm going to be like this forever. And then she wasn't fucking tipping anymore, mm -hmm. so she was, like, not in my fucking sphere of whatever. And so my mind was basically telling me that I had to kill her because she was a mushroom demon. Was this his girlfriend or was this a friend of his? I think it was just a friend that okay. he was uh, tripping with. But it's, it's, this is getting similar to that story of that it guy is. in South Africa. Yeah. And that was the only way I was going to, like, break the spell and, and be back to normal. Obviously, I didn't act on that because I'm calling you today. But, uh, yeah, that's the thing that can happen. So be careful when you're fucking playing with drugs, kids. And uh, as for microdosing, uh, I have a suggestion. If you uh, get some capsules, uh, single zero or double zero capsules, double zero might be too much for you since you're a fucking sensitive bitch, apparently. But uh, single zero capsules, grind your mushrooms up and stuff those motherfuckers in there, get a pill filler on Amazon, and you're good to go. Uh, anyway, there you go. Don't uh, do drugs, kids. And, uh, yeah, take it easy. Bye. Cautionary tale. Yeah. So, yeah, wait, that, thought, that's interesting. He's saying grind them up and put them into a well, capsule. Well, I did grind them up. I got a coffee grinder specifically for the purpose of that. Because that way I'm not fucking around like, oh, is this a... Because, you know, the potencies are different for the stems and the caps. So just mix them all together. That way I don't have to worry about that. You grind it into a powder? Yeah. And, and then, then do you put them in a... I, I measure it on a digital scale. And then usually, like yesterday, I took one point uh, one five grams. Hmm. Yeah. And so, how long? Did and I you... could put it in a capsule. I don't know what the fucking advantage of that is, to be honest. Well, you probably ingestion. I mean, you swallow it, ingest it quicker. I mean, what are you doing? Just I just put it in my mouth and just eat it. Lick my finger and just fucking eat the powder. Yeah, like a sense. like an Indian, you know. Hmm. Right. Probably, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Maybe yeah. maybe it would make a difference if yeah. you're swallowing a pill versus doing that. So, um, That's interesting. So are they, the mushrooms, I thought they were like kind of moist. No, are they they're very dry? The ones you buy from dealers are dry. Yeah, yeah, they're they, always they dry. tend to be, yeah. yeah that's so. true. And so what, when you do that, when you do um, the, the 0.15, how long does that last? Or how long do you feel the effect? Like eight hours. Eight hours. Yeah. And it's that. weird because it kind of peaks towards the end. It peaks, it starts to peak like after six hours. You know, it's been a while since I've done mushrooms, but like when I used to do mushrooms, we'd eat like an eighth. Yeah, no, I mean, I would. I used to eat like half an eighth when I was. We, I mean, I'm talking in the course of a day, we'd do an eighth. Oh, I see. Like half, we'd probably do like a quarter of the eighth in the beginning, and then we'd eat some more, and it'd usually be like, I guess half an eighth because I'd usually do it with another person. I mean, I'm trying to get doses where I could like, you know, potentially do it and drive and go to like work if I did go to work, which I don't. Um, so th that's what I'm trying to do, but everything's also kind of magic. Hmm. Yeah. Have you ever, uh, under the influence of a hallucinogenic ever felt like violent thoughts like that? No, 
I felt like I need to get away from this traffic because it's loud and scary. Well, you should be driving. Yeah. <laughs> I don't what? Know if you, were you driving? No, I was just walking down oh, the street. Walking around, yeah. yeah. And it was loud. I, it, I remember being freaked out yeah. in New York, uh, taking a subway train. And being like, wow, this is the scariest thing I've ever seen. I'm like two hits of acid. I don't know if you should be doing that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's been working great for me. I got to maybe lessen the dose if I actually have stuff to do that day so I can drive and, you know, do normal things in, in the course of a day. But I can honestly say I've never, I've been annoyed yeah. and I've left, you yeah. know, the, the area that the, the area where the annoyance occurred. But I don't think I've ever had homicidal impulses. Never. So this guy that's calling that was like thinking, this is the mushroom demon that I must murder. Might be you, dude. Yeah. You know? I don't know. I mean, he, he sounded like he was on like, like a heavy dose of some potent mushrooms. Sure. So maybe you're out of your mind. I mean, I've had that same feeling where it's like, this is it. I've done too many hallucinogenics and I'm going to be like this forever now. And yeah. this is what my future is going to be and then I've resigned myself to the fact that, that I'm fucked now and I've had that feeling before uh, yeah. but I've never had like God I want to stick a knife into her face and carve her eyeballs out because no. she's a demon or whatever yeah. you know I've never had that thought doing yeah. mushrooms <laughs> so anyway I guess I'm probably not going to trip with this caller <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think I mean, I've said this before on the show the reason I don't do uh, hallucinogenics as much not even as much at all, really. I don't really do. I mean, I did mushrooms not that long ago and had a decent time, but I didn't do that many. But the reason I don't do hallucinogenics anymore is I feel like as you age, you accrue mental baggage. Yeah. And you focus on that. When I was like 16, I lived in my parents' basement. Fuck yeah, I did a lot of acid. And I did a lot of mushrooms back then because it was a lot of fun. But now I started thinking about like, why don't I own a home? You loser. <laughs> I, like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wouldn't do, I wouldn't do fucking acid, but mushrooms, I find it gets rid of my baggage. Yeah, but do you think if you did like half an eighth, I don't, you know. might, yeah, I don't like know. I'm, I'm thinking microdosing, maybe yeah. it's like you get the the fun, you know, elation of doing hallucinogenics. Yeah, but I bet you if you like, I mean, I think part of me, like part of my philosophy on drug use, and I'm sure you can agree with me on this, it's like. The Hunter S. Thompson sentiment. It's like, I just want to get as fucked up as I can to alter reality, do as many drugs as I can at one time. And that, I mean, I think it's because I read Fear and Loathing when I was like in high school. And then I was like, yeah, this would be awesome. I've kind of moved past that. Most of my drug use these days is just utter well, compulsion. No, these days, but I'm saying oh. when I was like 16. Oh, yeah, no, totally. That's what I wanted to do. Yeah. And so, yeah, I would I eat as like, many mushrooms as possible. I've read and, William S. Burroughs. And yeah, I'm fuck like, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah. I mean, you grow out of that. You do. Right. I think yeah. it's a necessary, you know, part of experimentation with your youth. But I mean, by the age 40, I'm, I'm not doing a head full of fucking mescaline anymore. No, <laughs> no. I'm trying to do this so uh, I can like live a life and not be fucking trying to think about suicide every 30 seconds. But to be honest, it sounds like it's actually helping you. It is. You know? It is. So we'll anyway. see. Hopefully you find yeah. a good dose. Anyway, yeah. I'm going to look up to see if those are real mushroom strains. Like whatever he was saying. Yeah, I couldn't even understand it. Like the Bobarino and yeah, the Horshack. Yeah. <laughs> whatever yeah. it is. <laughs> anyway, people call Sacred Hotline, 323-522-4032. Uh, we got to get going. Um, we're going to see in a couple days people in Scotland, Northern England. Uh, we're going to be God. performing August 14th at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival um, at the, in the Chamber Room. 
of the Banshee Labyrinth. I know a lot of people out there RSVP'd. That list is full. I'm not quite sure how many people are allowed in the venue, mm. but I'm th- I'm sure people. I'm sure everybody could get in. And then if you can't get in, maybe you stand in the back. And if not, we're going to be hanging out after the show. Yeah, and um, just so you guys know, we didn't say this before, but we're not actually doing an episode of Sick and Wrong. We're actually just doing our uh, cover band called uh, the Judith Light Orchestra, yeah. which is um, uh, electric light orchestra songs, but they're all about who's the boss. Yeah, the whole thing. It's who's the bus. That's our whole jam. Uh, Harrison's bringing his banjo. Uh I'm actually going to have an acoustic guitar as well as some drums. Yeah. And a harmonica. It's going to be a good time. And Jeff Lynn's supposed to be. I mean, he said he'd be there. I would would love to see if that actually happens. I don't know. I'm not going to hold my breath on that one. Uh, But yeah. So anyway, it's going to be a good time. And we're going to be... I've heard people talk about like the whole city's kind of going crazy. And I know we've had a couple fans... Uh, they've written in saying like there's a bunch of bars afterwards that we can go check out. So even if you can't make it, come meet us over at the Banshee Labyrinth and uh, we're going to party that night. And also uh, we post an event on Facebook for um, uh, uh, August 17th, Friday. We're going to be in London and we're going to do another meetup at the uh, World's End in Camden. Friday, so, so if you can't make Friday. it up to Edinburgh, let's hang out in London. Why not? Party and party and yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. You know, it's funny because uh, my girlfriend's going. She's the first time she's ever been in Europe. And I was like, really? yeah, she's no. never been to Europe. Okay. And she's coming out, uh, flying into London. And I was telling her, I was like, maybe you want to come the 18th. Because I don't know if you want to deal with a fan meetup. Yeah. Because it can get kind of crazy. Hmm. And she's like, no, I want to check it out. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, we'll see hmm. what happens. Right. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, we're going to be uh, meeting up with people in Scotland August 14th. At the Banshee Labyrinth, uh, Sick and Wrong Podcast Live. It'll be a good time. And we'll also uh, get to hang out with some of the London, some of the Londoners mm. on uh, August 17th. Looking yeah, forward to that it. That went really well for me last time I did that. Yeah, <laughs> it always does. Mm-hmm. Um, people support the show by becoming a Sick and Wrong patron. We really do appreciate that. It actually helps us do stuff like going out to London. And uh, flying out to Edinburgh. I mean, that's we paid for that with all the Patreon money that we've earned. Mm-hmm. And we do appreciate that. Just go to patreon.com slash sickandwrong. We're giving you 30 to 40 minutes of extra content every week, not to mention other extra shit, uh, such as the new Quado Sick and Wrong tees that we're going to yeah, be setting out. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So uh, patreon.com slash sickandwrong. We really do appreciate the support. Finally, here's Sick and Wrong Song of the Week. This guy Brian wrote in, and he said... You mentioned them a couple weeks ago when talking about foreign rap, the ant word. Mm. Um, Fatty Boom Boom for Song of the Week. Support your fellow South Africans, plus the video is definitely, I've never seen anyone spell the word definitely like this. Uh, Sick and wrong. Um, Come on, Brian. Everybody knows that song. Yeah, yeah. It's like DM Word's a great band. I, you know, I've seen yeah, them. I've like seen them perform. Yeah, I do. Uh, for some reason, I'm strangely attracted to Yolandi Busser. Fatty Boom Boom's a great video, and the Fatty Boom is a great video. But everybody knows it. Yeah. I don't even think it's sick and wrong. No, I don't think it's sick. You know what I they think is sick and wrong? They were in a fucking movie. Yeah, yeah it's fuck? like it's in a movie, Chappie. Yeah. That's not sick and wrong. Just what a I th- fucking short circuit two ripoff. By the way, <laughs> it is kind of actually. Yeah. It's a yeah. decent movie. Uh, what I do find sick and wrong. Is a song that Harrison recommended here. Yeah. Uh, a song called Rape by the Rippers. Mm. This is a bubblegum pop song from 1971 called Rape yeah. by a band called the Rippers. Yes. So 
that Brian is actually sick and wrong. Yeah. And it's one of those ones I just randomly found on my iTunes the other day. And I was like, where did this come from? Yeah, I was about to say, did you this download fucking, it? I, I must have at some point. Do they have like, an album? I don't. Oh, I'm certainly they don't. They probably had a 145. You know. Well, I bet I, I got it. I saw that yeah. YouTube. I was listening to it, but yeah, it's a very bizarre song. Oh, real weird. Definitely sick and wrong. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we're gonna end the show here with the Rippers rape. Uh, thank you, Brian, for uh, emailing the show. People will be back next week with episode uh, 648. Sure. Wow, 648. Yeah. Crazy. Until then, take it sleazy. Shirt says the storm is here, QAnon. What does that mean to you? Well, I've been following all the posts since uh, October 28th. On the internet, from QAnon. Right, the, on the person or people who say they're Q. Right. What do you think Q is, by the way? It's an entity of 10 or less people okay, that have. Um, uh, involved with the government? High, high um, clearance, you know, security clearance. And how do you know that? Well, I'm just telling you, this is. What it appears to be. What it appears to be. So you don't have any yeah. proof of that. That's what you're guessing it is. And you don't have any proof there isn't.